Welcome. You are listening to a sermon preached at Church at the Armory. If you like what you hear, share it. God bless you. So, I, this morning, have a word that is based on um, just something that's been turning in my heart. Something that I have, I have kind of like, it feels like a message for today. Like, not not specifically like the grand populous church of America, but I do feel like that this word, um, with my heart, I, with my heart, I really, I, I ask you to see this as church at the armory, this body, that we see this word that way, that we, that we lay hold to this word today. Um, but in, in, in preface to this, I was praying and preparing and just kind of asking the Lord, you know, you know, what his heart is for this morning. And, uh, the first thing before I can get to the context, no, before I can get to the content, I have to get us in the right context. Um, I, I, I hope that, that when I, when I, preach scripture, when I preach something uh, in a biblical sense, that I'm not using scripture to make something that puffs us up or puts us in the wrong mindset because we think the scripture means something it doesn't. Um, but the, the, the phrase I got was, don't worry. Let me begin this. Let me begin this. Just like a messenger, just like someone who is like the angels of the Lord, when they showed up in a situation, for the record, I, the, the light may be glowing off of my bald head, but I, I'm not calling myself an angel, okay? I'm just saying, when the, when the messenger showed up, they began the message with saying, do not be afraid. Yeah, oh, it's blinding, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, it they began the message with, do not be afraid. And, and it's and it's this context of of a, of a messenger that has been entrusted with something from from God, and and they they come into a situation and they come into to bring a word, and they first have to to kind of give context to this is something that the Lord wants to say to you, and I, I, I and I and I feel and I feel moved that. Um, that this message and and then I and I pray that I can be a messenger out of love that 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 that, I, that there's a there's a word um, today but it is not meant to remove love it is meant to be fed on and and empowered specifically by love um, be not afraid first John 418 uh, says there's no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear, uh, involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. The, the, the truth is, is that when God's love shows up, and when he gives a word, it may be somber, it may be, it may be impactful in a deep manner, but it is not based out of the, well, watch out, because here comes a spanking. You know, here here comes the the backhand of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's 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 meant to be something powerful, um, uh, and I was moved on this that uh, Isaiah forty verse thirty one, and we pretty much sang this today. 
Those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, and they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. And so if, if uh, in, a, in a very legitimate way, if you in any way are dealing with or have, have a measure where worry or anxiety or, or any, any element of serving the Lord where you've kind of made it about the hustle or the push or the adding Jesus in, and I'm not adding enough of Jesus in. Um, I want to pray to open up this service, but if that's you, and I, honestly, I think it's, I think in a grand measure, it's more, there's more of us who deal with that than we, than we know. You know, like we, we kind of put our man-made religion into things. But I'm going to pray, and, and I'm just going to ask everybody if you would just, while, while I pray right now, just put your hand on your own heart. Lord God, we just, we just, we receive your love this morning. We receive your, your passion. We just command every anxiety and care to go. We, we do what your word says. We cast our burdens on Jesus because you care for us. Lord, I pray that this word would, would go deep into our heart, that we would be found faithful, that we would be found uh, joyful, that we would be found loving the appearance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So um, the name of my message, uh, I don't know uh, if there's any note takers here. Um, I, I, I tend to take a lot of notes. I'm not saying you have to. I mean, it's, but uh, the name of my message is business as usual. Um, there was this, there was this moment where um, I was kind of, uh, uh, I was kind of in a, in a place where we were talking about, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next. Um, and then we've even had some staff meetings recently where we're already looking into next year. We're already kind of considering, we're already kind of. Uh, you know, and then Haley and I are, are getting ready. I mean, the YFN is about to announce, you know, our youth conference that we're we're going to. And, and you know, like it's all kind of like, all right, here it comes. Here comes the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Um, but the question is, is can we afford to do business as usual? Um, and the reason the reason I, I preface with the love is because I'm I'm giving something from a heart that is, that is like, hey, I don't want to step out on something that's not the rock. I don't want to build my house upon the sand. It's, there is a rock. There is a rock. There is a firm foundation. There is a hope. There is a, there is a resurrection. But th- the question is, is where is my foot right now? Where is my foot? Where, where am I building? Where, where, have I, where have I put my trust? Um, you know, I, I consider, you know, like, what is our usual business? Like, what is business? What is busyness for us? I think, um, you know, about my, my regiment, my, my life, you know, my alarm goes off at 7 o'clock. Some of y'all are already at work. I love you. But my alarm goes off at 7 o'clock. Um, I get, get ready uh, for, for work. I show up at 845 from 8.45 to 9 o'clock, I pretty much fix my cup of coffee, do my regular little thing. The store opens up, and I just hope that no customers walk in. Um, 
I should probably get that edited out of the, the, the uh, but, uh, you know, I just, it's like, all right, so here we go. Like, here comes another day. And there's this, there's this element to that, that, that joke that is absolutely my normal. It is, it is, I go, I do my routine, I do my little you know, I check my box, I check this box, check this box, I've got my caffeine, I've got my this, I've got, and, and, and then essentially I insulate. I, I do the best I can to do the least. I mean, I, I mean it, it, it's, it's not so much that uh, I'm sitting here like confessing to not having a heart of excellence, but I am going to confess that, uh, you know, I am in a culture of comfort seeking. I'm in a culture of, of doing what serves me the most. And you know what? If, I, if, if I'm very, very honest, that culture has seeped into my normal. That culture has seeped into my identity. That culture has seeped into something that I don't, I don't know where in the day. Is it, you know, I, I know I pray. I know I read the word. I know I occasionally fast. I know I, I know I have a heart for ministry, you know. And so, you know, I get off work at 5 o'clock. I change on a Wednesday. I change clothes quickly, run straight to the church. There's probably already teenagers here. And I go straight into like, okay, now it's youth group. And, 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 and work on that. And, and again, this isn't, some, this isn't some confession up here of like, oh, well, I'm, I'm lousy or whatever. It, it's the, the problem is, is that in the process, I have sought convenience over obedience. I've sought convenience over love. I've, I've found my creature comfort to be as valuable as divine encounter divine destiny it's 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 a concern that i have is can i afford to do business as usual in the busyness though in the busyness there is this element to where you have your what i will say is capabilities talents Another word for it would be boundaries. You have, you know, I'm, I'm walking around this rug right now. And, and I, ha- I know this rug represents what I do in a day. I'm a dad over here. I'm a husband over here. I'm, I'm a, a friend over here. And, and, but then the moment there's, a, there's something that wants me to be out here, I quickly, uh, that's just not who I am. I have a boundary there. And in regards to that, I'd say that that has a lot to do with the word busyness. It has a lot to do with the word anxiety. It has a lot to do with we, obviously, boundaries protect what you love. I'm not speaking about no boundaries, but I am talking about we have the, we have the world around us that the, the focus on what I am and what I can do and what I can't do. Oh, I don't know how far I want to go right now. But the idea is, is that, you know, well, I can only take so much. I can only give so much. 
I can only do so much. And then it's going to have to be, I'm going to have to go ahead and do what I got to do. Um, and I, I, my, my, my business as usual conversation, to me, it stems from where do you look like Jesus? Where? When? Where, where, uh, I, I, uh, I was, I think it was a few Sundays ago, I was, I was at this, you know, during worship, I had like, just kind of like a spiritual little moment where God gave me a pretty cool download, and the idea is that, you know, when we, when we want to be fit, you can't just add celery to your diet to be fit. Well, in, in a spiritual way, you can't just add Somewhere in your day, the verse of the day pops up and you read that. No, discipline, it includes what you limit. You can't just add healthy food to a junk food diet and then, then you change. In, in, in a spiritual manner, um, you can't just say going to church on Sunday and missing a few of those precious hours of sleep. It just adds in. It just adds in and it changes. It changes the the the, the total sum. Um, and 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 that is that is something where I'm 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 concerned. I'm concerned for 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 not not in a manner of judgment. Not in a manner of comparison not in a manner of of negativity but i'm concerned that we could step into this next season church at the armory with the ambition to do usual usual business i'm concerned i'm concerned that we could find some comfort in this location that we didn't have over there and then we just protect the comfort I mean, it is, there was this trep, like trepidation, uh, not trepidation, what's the word? I can't think of the word. But there was like this, there was this uh, intrepid, that's the word, intrepid nature to stepping out of a building. And we're doing something new and God's got something. And, and it's great because we can stand in, the, in the, the current of faith and walk right in there and be like, yeah, we're doing something powerful. We're doing something new. And, and, um. But the question I feel like that is, that is burning on my heart is, can I afford to do what I did in my last season, in my new season? Can I afford to do what I did um, before looking into Jesus' eyes, after looking into Jesus' eyes? The church building is just a building, you know? The church building. It's, it's like, it's even the language there isn't like really relative to what the church is. It's the armory that the people who are the church meet at, you know, and it's like, it's weird because people will say, oh, the armory, and we talk about that address over there and they're like, we go call it the church still. It's kind of weird. It's like the church, if, if we, if we get that correct, that the church is the people, um, now, now in that, in that, I feel like there is, there's something to be said to us being obedient 
there's something to be said about, you know, just obeying. Simple obedience. But, but in, in regards to what I feel like this, this message and what I feel like the Lord is, is talking about is, is beyond the scope of stopping and giving some homeless guy a, a buck. It's about our usual that's what the point, that's what the target is. The target this morning is our usual. The target this morning is from the moment the alarm goes off to the, the moment you put your kids down for bed and you call that a routine. Um, I, I must also, uh, I, want, I, want to, I, want to, I want to say this once again. I, I, I brought in love. I brought in not having anxiety, perfect love, casting out fear. But remember that Jesus also, he asked, he, he bid, he called upon the weary and the heavy laden to come unto him, and they would find rest. He said to take upon us, he told us to take upon his yoke, which is easy, and his burden, which is light. It's, it's a path that isn't the same trajectory as, as usual, but it is also something from the Lord that is right. It is something that, that, that changes and enlightens our load. Um, so this morning, uh, I have two key encouragements. Two key encouragements this morning that I feel like are to this body, to my brothers and sisters that I love and care for. The first key encouragement is don't give up. Whoa, Andrew, <laughs> mind blower. Here's my second key encouragement. Don't look back. Luke chapter 17, verse 22. I think we got this one up on the screen. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that... Um, this was this was the this was the verse to me that I've gone back to. Um, I had a really nice conversation with some gentlemen. I, this this specific passage is mentioned in I believe the Synoptic Gospels. Uh, I think in each of them. Am I using the right word? <laughs> synoptic. Uh, and so he references this in each of those. Um, and I was I was looking at Matthew, and that's where I was brought to. Um, and then uh, after talking to some gentlemen, uh, I found myself really uh, encouraged to, to, to use this version uh, today. Um, and it's Jesus talking about his return. Verse 22 says, And he said to the disciples, The day will come when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They will say to you, Look there, look here. Do not go away and do not run after them. For just like the lightning when it flashes out of one part of the sky, shines to the other part of the sky, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And just, verse 26, And just as it happened to be in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, 
They were being given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. As it was also in the same that happened in the days of Lot, they were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, they were building. But on the day that Lot went from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just the same on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, the one who is on the housetop and whose goods are in the house must not go down to take them out. And likewise, the one who is in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other will be left. There will be two women grinding at the same place, and one will be taken and the other will be left. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other will be left. Now, I do, I do my best, as at least up until this sermon, I do my best to, to really leave eschatology to people who really genuinely have just studied and studied and studied and know the, the languages and know the detailed stuff. And um, I've been more so, you know, show me how your eschatology motivates you and I'll show you how my great commission motivates me. But the thing is, is that I'm at a point right now where the juncture of those two things is way too real. It's way too real. It talks about a day where people are longing for the appearing of Christ. And I can tell you that with all that is in this, in, inside of me, I long for the appearing of Christ. I long to see him. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not found in a place where I'm, 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 I'm motivated specifically just by how faithful I can be. I'm not at a place where I'm motivated by my character. Or, or, or maintaining something. I don't have some big tower that I built. And I'm like, I'm motivated by keeping this tower up. You know, if you want to, you want to be a living stone in my tower, you want, to, you want to come be a part of what I'm building, I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated at this point, And I think in a, in a deeper manner than, than I have, in some ways it's growing, in some ways it's maturing, but in a deeper manner than I've ever been, I'm motivated by the fact that Jesus is coming. I'm motivated by the fact that it may not be when and how I imagine it, but it is happening. It, it is happening in a manner that, that, that I don't currently have all the answers to, and I need to, I need to be motivated by it. Can I afford to do business as usual? Can I afford to, to, to have my little measuring sand, you know, that I go, well, I did two grains of goodness today, and I did this, and I did that. And isn't it just pretty? Didn't I do a good job? Good job, bud. You know, like, can I, I can't afford to have my Christian uh, concept of being in this world and not of it be comparison and how I am not at least as bad as those people. I like, I like this, this point here. Um, he, he talks about how people will be longing for something. They're longing for the appearing of Christ. And he says not to go. Um, 
well, there, there's something, there's something there where, uh, again, I'm going, I'm going to take the application to this body. Okay. I'm going to take the application to this body. Um, you can, uh, you can sit here and tell me about, well, this is about the rapture or this is about this, or this is about whatever. If you want to come and talk to me about it, I'm all ears. I'm, 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 I, I, I love I love you and I want you to feel like that that you know what matters to you in scripture is absolutely valued because it motivates us to run the same race. But 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 right now I look at this and he and he says do not go. Um I I, I think of it like the like the virgins. I think of it like the virgins who are who who are standing with their their lamps and they're waiting for the bridegroom to come. The idea is that they have, they have a purpose, an appointed purpose. The, the concept of do not go to, to this body, I'm going to say something that might be a faux pas. Um, if God puts you here, do not go. If you're, if you're where God wants you, don't look for something else. Do not go. I'm not, I'm, it's not about a tithe amount. It's not about a, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the guy who, who looks at numbers or any of that stuff. I'm talking about from your heart, from your posture of obeying God, don't go unless, I mean, you know, there's other, there's other things that can lead that to happen, but I'm talking about just generally a dissatisfaction. I long to see something and I don't have it right here with me. Um, I believe that if you're if you're appointed and you're like one of those who trim their wick and have prepared and you live a a certain lifestyle, you will enter into what you long for. You will see the fruit. It says, "If you faint not." Um. Um. I I I think about also the 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 idea of Lot's wife. Many of us know the 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 message there. A messenger, angels of the Lord, came to Lot and and they said, "You have to go, but don't look back. You have to go, but don't look back." And and when when that process was happening. Lot's wife turned back and was turned into a pillar of salt. I, I've, heard, I've heard many a message kind of looking for the symbolism, looking for something. But I, I, I just find myself very literally, when you look back, you're stuck. Lifeless. There is, there is not an inheritance in your 20s there's not an inheritance in your in your in your uh your past or past glory or something now there is there is godly character that he's built inside of you there is a hope and a calling and, and there is absolutely a history that is worth revering in in Christ and in what Christ has done but but in the protecting of what was your home and and idolizing what was comfort, you can find yourself very quickly without water. <laughs> you'll find yourself with, you'll find yourself lifeless. You'll find yourself stuck. Um, 
And um, the, the concept here goes to what Jesus was talking about, where he, he talks about how that there will be two men on the same field. And the question to me, and why this, why this, why this verse um, is just resonating so deeply with me, is what distinguishes me from the other guy on the field. I'm, again, I keep comparison off of my heart, Lord, but what distinguishes me in the realm of seeing Jesus face to face versus not? What distinguishes? Um, I, 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 based on, based on that, I think that there's, there's prayerful consideration. There's, there's a deep desire that that we all have to be pleasing to the Lord. I mean, even even a child. I feel like when, when, when moved upon by just the conviction of God's love, the desire to be pleasing to him, it, it's, it's natural. I mean, like I think about, I think about my son, that when he, when he sees daddy is home, there's an element there to where there is something, a, something in him that longs to be pleasing. Now, we also know there's something in him that doesn't long to be pleasing, but we're going to focus on the, the, the other part right now. Um, now, I, I find myself looking at that question, and I want to I look at what Luke points out next. Um, the, next the next chapter... Uh, he talks about the Pharisee and the publican, or the Pharisee and the sinner. And he talks about the rich young ruler. It's kind of neat. I mean, uh, again, I'm not trying to uh, preach something that's not in the word, but he talks about how that day will come. And then the next chapter, he's talking about someone who saw themselves as holy and righteous in their own eyes. And prayed a loud prayer. Oh God, thank you that I am not like that man over there. Well, I think of it. What distinguishes you from the other guy in the field? It's definitely not that prayer. Thank God that I'm not like the person on the corner. Thank God that I'm not like that person across the street who has a mean dog. Thank God I'm not like this family member. Thank God I'm not as broken as 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 my as my boss. Thank God that and and we and we distinguish our holiness. Jesus Jesus talks about the real prayer that actually was that that was powerful in that moment was the sinner's prayer where he said, "Have mercy on me, God." The next thing is it talks about the rich young ruler who said, I have everything I've done in my life. I have kept the law completely. And he says, okay, go and sell your things and, and follow me. And in an element, uh, in, in, in a way, that, that, that was the fulfillment of the law. That was, that was the fulfillment of the law. 
Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. So if, if he was, if he really in his heart was connected to the word of life, well, then he would, he would hear the words of life in his ears being spoken to him right there. But, but he went away grieved because, because that's not what he wanted to hear. He wanted to get a good little pat on the back and say, you're doing great, bud. Just keep it up. And I, and I think about that, that, that that isn't what distinguishes the two men on the field either. Then it goes into the next uh, chapter. I know I'm skipping some paragraphs here. I understand uh, just for context and for time, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit. Into the next chapter is the story of Zacchaeus. And what's amazing is, is the story of Zacchaeus is the story of a sinner, a man who was reviled, a man who, who cheated, stole, and lied to get everything he had. And he hears that Jesus is coming into town. And he does everything in his power to lay eyes upon Jesus. And, and it says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I come and stay, or I must stay at your house. And finally he gives him the blessing of, today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm not going to try and go too, too, too many more references here. But he finishes up that instance. And it says, while they were listening to these things, verse 11 says. And that's when he gives the parable of the talents. That's when he gives the parable of the master who gave his servants a certain allotment. And the one who stewarded the allotment well had more, and the one who was afraid, they, they buried it, and then they didn't have anything more. And this, this ties in so deeply, because this is apparently in the presence of Zacchaeus. This is apparently in the presence of that, of that man, who, who upon seeing Jesus, says these words. Um... Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Here is, here is my genuine belief. The difference between the one in the bed and the one that's taken from the bed. The one in the field and the one that's taken from the field. Is eyes to see Jesus. Eyes to see Jesus. If we have eyes to see Jesus, then wherever he is, his grace, his love, his divine nature, his kindness, his, his Holy Spirit will dwell in that place. It will come and it will make manifestation in that place. So, so in, the, in the realm of I get up and my alarm goes off at 7 a.m., it isn't waking up at 6.45 and reading 15 minutes of the Bible and then listening to Bethel on my drive to work. It isn't that. It's eyes to see Jesus before I go to work. It's eyes to see Jesus when I'm at work. It's eyes to see Jesus when I parent. It's eyes to see Jesus when we're around the dinner table. The difference in the life is eyes that are wanting and longing to see 
the revelation of Jesus Christ. Can we afford to do business as usual? Can we afford to live a life that looks the same as somebody else? Where we just do what we need to do, but we've added a little bit of the Jesus gravy on top of the dish. It is not that. It is so much more. It is what does Church at the Armories 2023 look like? Does it look like finding a church model that someone else has done and it really just kind of matches our vibe and there's really just kind of like a free-flowing idea of just like what it means to be a church member and, and, it's, just, and it's just generally speaking just a good place. I just find, I feel happy there. No, it's, it's not that. I believe God's agenda for 2023, God's agenda for this body is a church who longs to see Jesus who has a, 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 a prioritization, a, a, a fixation, a, a, a cohabitation where we are so reliant upon the image of Jesus Christ and what he, what he brings with him. That it changes when you're with that friend and you're, okay, well, you know, this is my friend that I, I, I you know, I just kind of feel loose-goosey with. I, I, I can say those, I can speak this way around this friend because we both kind of get it. You know, we both kind of understand. I can, I can engage in this. I can watch this. I can be a part of X, Y, and Z because it's really just usual. It's really just normal. I mean, this is just what everybody's doing. Well, again, for a place that is appointed, that is appointed, there is a measure of discipline that is asked of us. There is a measure of, of stewardship that brings about a harvest that more will be added to. And there is a measure of preservation that is based in fear that even what you have will be taken away. There's a reason I was talking about not letting this be a message about fear. Because again, at the very inception of, of a word from God, it is, hey, I know the end from the beginning. I'm the author and the finisher. When you grab my hand, you grab the hand of victory. When you hear my word and the word comes alive inside of you, it does not return void. When we, when we genuinely engage with that kingdom that Jesus declared is here. When we genuinely engage with that and we long to see Jesus, well, wicked people change their ways. Hearts are transformed. Um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just too good for it to be something that can't grow. It's not about it being growing monetarily. It's about Hearts actually, I, I, again, I, I, see, I see the way of, of the Lord in my life, and I, and I realize that it is not a vast field of, of, just, of just these wild, you know, oh, you need healing, you got to run to the 20-yard line and dig and dig and dig. Oh, you need, oh, you need faith, you got to run over here to the 60-yard line here and dig and dig and dig. And it's like, no, in God, it's a matter of there is just depth. He has not spread himself so wide that you can't find him. He's just to be found. When you dig and you delight yourself in him, whenever your eyes are, 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 are brought to his beauty, it changes things. If you don't have an answer to a question, the question 
may be, you may be asking it wrong. You may be coming to God saying, hey, I've got busyness. I've got, the, I've got a wrong heart. I've got, I've got anger. I've got resentment. I've got, I've got these feelings of, of, of lust. I've got this, this mindset that I've just, the world has seeped into my faith to where my faith looks acceptable to the world, and it scares me. The answer is Jesus. The answer is that we as a body and a people are just longing to see him. The answer is found in community of believers who agree and, and, and steadfastly hold each other to that. I, 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 think the, I think the days of a church that knows how to talk to each other in love is, is, is going to be coming. There's going to be days of dis- discipleship that, that grow and grow. I think that, that if you find yourself, um, you know, lonely in, in, in relationship in the Lord, I feel like the days of that being rich, of godly relationships, that is rich. That is coming. Like a real richness of depth in relationships in the Lord. If that's something you long for, I, I genuinely believe that there is, there is not smoke there's not something I'm trying to project, some idea where if you just if you just do it right, then you're gonna be you're gonna be here. No, because I don't want to be like the rich young ruler. I don't want to be disappointed when I hear the voice of God because it didn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. I want to know the voice of truth is absolutely alive. And so, again, my two words. My two encouragements, don't give up. You may find yourself right here, right now, in a place where you have heard a word from the Lord and you are not steadfast in it. I have, I have a beautiful testimony of, of, of God's love transforming someone who who really all I engaged with was religion. You know, like, like it's, I'm not saying that, like, it's beautiful in the regards of like, oh, it's so, I'm so special. My point is, is like, I engaged with religion first. And then somewhere along the line, I was so dissatisfied. And, and that's whenever Jesus was like, hey, guess who's been here the whole time? Um, and it, and it, totally changed the way I, I emphasize and I structure my faith. I'm, a, I'm, I'm to the point because the point is what got me. The point is what changed me. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's just the, the truth is that if you're, if you're at a place where you have a word from the Lord, but there's been so much else, so much other, so much usual, don't give up. It's it may, it's not a it's not a moment thing. I like I, I I thank God for the suddenlies, but it is so deeply found in His character. It is so deeply found in His divine nature. It's so deeply found in the mind of Christ. It is it is a it is it is something where if God is if God has spoken to your heart about hey I shouldn't listen to X music. I should, or or I shouldn't read this book, and and you're you're on chapter four, or you have the playlist downloaded on your phone. Start with obedience, but in the measure to where you feel like I've gone too far, 
I can tell you that there is still a race that is set before you that you can run. There is still a Holy Spirit that is wanting to reveal Christ to you. And, and then uh, don't look back is so deeply, I feel like, a message for what God has in store for us is greater than we can compare to. And there'd be no point. There'd be no point to compare it to. Well, you know, there, you know, I, I just really liked it whenever, whenever we sat around and read this book. Well, great. I appreciate it. I love it. You know, and, uh, but, uh, but I, I will say that, like, if that is the benchmark of, of the fullness of Christ, our benchmark is too short. It will fall short. And we will find ourselves idolizing ideas. We will find ourselves idolizing something that does not have a revelation that transforms and renews and restores. I hope, I hope that this word this morning fell upon alive hearts. I pray, I've, uh, I pray that there is something that the Holy Spirit is moving in this church that the even even quantifying, even writing it down, even even making some idea of the concept wouldn't really be a real measure of what it is. I, I pray that there is just something so beautiful for this city and this church, but it is so deeply and so truly found in just like just like the story there. It's not found in in what we're not. It's not found in the group identity. It's found in being so focused on Jesus. Lord God, I just pray that, that this would be a message that would, would last. I pray that this would be a message that would, that would not be uh, a, a, a moment or, or a thought, but this would be something that would last. That the question of what distinguishes that one in the field from the other would be something that, that not, not in fear, but in, in just a measure of, of seriousness, we would ask that question of ourselves. What distinguishes me in the field that I'm in? What distinguishes me in my work? What distinguishes me in, in, in my life? What, what is the measure to which I am looking for Jesus? We bless you, Lord. We thank you that you are faithful. And every good and perfect thing that you have begun, you will complete.